Welcome to session 11. We are global recruitment experts, entrepreneurs, and founders of 1111 Group of Companies. We are Tess and Alicia, and we deliver insider information and actionable practices to guide you through the ins and outs of your career journey. We are joined by thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they share exclusive tips to inspire personal growth and career development, bringing you one step closer to your purpose. Welcome to session 11. Yay. Here we are with another stunner guest. I'm so excited to talk to this person. Um, This has actually been... I'm excited too because we've used this service before many times. We are customers, avid customers, avid (laughs) fans. This person is a client of ours. We have worked with her. Oh my goodness. We also have the same business coach. We also have the yes. same business coach. <laughs> this is really good. Okay. So today on the podcast, we have Nicole Smith, who's the founder and CEO of Flytographer. Oh, we're obsessed with this business. It's so brilliant. It's one of those businesses that when you hear about it, you're like, why didn't I think of that? Like, it's so good. It's so good. It is. Yeah, so, it really is. A quick intro on Nicole. As I said, she's the founder and CEO of Flytographer, which is, if you live under a rock, a marketplace that connects people (laughs) with handpicked local photographers in cities around the world for fun, hassle-free vacation photo shoots. We'll have to tell her about ours. Yes. Uh, Prior to Flytographer, and I love these stories, Nicole spent 12 years in global marketing and consulting roles at Microsoft. So that feels like a pretty big pivot, which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, Nicole has her Bachelor of Business Administration from Simon Fraser and has sat on two boards, including the Forum and Viatech. Welcome, Nicole. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Yes, there's so much to just talk about straight off, like on the intro. Like yes. I know we're going to go into her chapter too, mm-hmm. but I want to just share quickly the first time I came across Photographer, one of my yes. best friends, Bernadette, went on a family trip. You know Bernadette, actually, to... I do. Yeah, they went to France yeah. and they did a stop in Paris. And then she came back and sent me this link to the family photos. And I was like, what? How did this happen? And I was like, we're best friends. Like, we can't afford stuff like this. Yeah. Like, how did this come to be? Yeah. And she explained to me how Flytographer works yes. and that she'd done it through Flytographer. They pair you with a local photographer in the area and you get these incredible photos from yes. a professional photographer on your trip. And this was mind-blowing to me. And then we've used Flytographer in our business. Mm-hmm. I've used them on a family trip. And I think it is just one of those things where there's so many, like, amazing, you get these amazing memories and quality photos. But it's also incredible that you've unlocked something for photographers around the world to... Um, mm-hmm like make more income or to grow their business, right? Not only like your business has so many different people that it impacts and there's something underlying about it where it's like, you know how we were just, we were talking to the Cheekbone Beauty yes. founder and she has a makeup line, but underneath it's about amplifying Indigenous voices. But where for photographer, underneath it, it's like creating beautiful memories or what do you say, Nicole? Like what is the underlying feeling because there's a feeling to it. Mm -hmm. I think that for us, it's all about how do we help people capture the moments that matter with the people that matter. You know, that that's why I started the business because, you know, we go on these amazing trips, whether we're going alone or we're going with a best friend or family, and you spend all this money to get there to experience this new destination. And then oftentimes we 
come back home and we don't have any photos with everybody in it right. that actually yes. reflect what we saw, how we yes. felt and, you know, capture the spirit of it. And so being able to like capture the memory and capture what we call, we call capture the magic of travel was a big part it. of it. Yeah. Capture the but magic of we, travel. Yes. One of the things that surprised me when I started it, and this was not part of my intention at all, but what came out from customers and photographers was Hey, when I was with Roberta in Rome, she gave me the best tips about Rome. And oh, like, wow, yes. Or like, Willie in London showed me, you know, this little pocket where this cool street fair was going on. And yes. It, so it's it's that part of travel that we all yearn for, which is the local experience. Yes. Yes. And so it's much more than just the photos. I realized this kind of early into the into launching the company. It's about connecting people around the world. And oh, you know, God, quite, that's so good. Work more alike than different. Yes. You know? I actually had that thought when you were saying it was amplifying photographers. It made me, I was thinking about the woman who we, you spend an hour or two with them and you feel connected to a part of that community. Right. It's like we were hanging out with somebody yes. from that community. She knew the good spots to go, right. uh, you know, yes. and I actually did feel like, oh, I feel like I I'm a, a local yeah. <laughs> and I have yeah. a friend. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that, that is totally, I can imagine an unexpected outcome from building well, this really. I think for the photographers, yeah. what they love is, yes, they can get shoots, you know, kind of at different times. That, like a lot of our photographers are wedding photographers. So yes. they're, right. now they can shoot at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday and right. serve stuff on it really easy. They don't have to worry about the marketing or customer acquisition part, but also it provides like this artistic. So it's the, the financial part, but it's also this artistic kind of itch they can scratch and doing different kinds of shoots and getting a broader portfolio. Of, yes. Yes. You know, not just the, the wedding work. So that's business you know, that's partners. Thing. I think we were her first business partner, <laughs> but we really <laughs> wanted to like hold each other. Yeah. <laughs> our photo shoots are very romantic. <laughs> they Love are. Yeah. <laughs> they can be constrained differently. Uh, there's a very fine line between <laughs> business and pleasure here. <laughs> okay. So Nicole, we, we just are obviously are enjoying talking to you so much and have so much to talk to you about. But as yeah. I told you, the intention behind this podcast is to talk about um, a chapter two moment in your life. So I'm going to hand it over to Tess to kind of give you the context behind that before we launch into it. Yes. So when we say chapter two, you know, we're referencing, we know what we know to be true is for every founder, for every entrepreneur, for every human, you kind of get to this point in your life where there's almost this fork in the road and you have to either do what's expected of you or do something courageous and, and walk your own path and choose a new narrative or story to tell for your life. And it's such a scary and terrifying moment, but also, you know, fueled by like courage and empowerment, especially when you look back on it, not so much in the time. So we'd love to know for you, you know, what was that chapter two moment that, um, where you really had to kind of pick up the pen and write your own story and your own path? Yeah. I thought a lot about this because I was like, I've had two chapter twos. Yes. Maybe it's chapter three now, but um, <laughs> the one that that really came to mind that I wanted to share today was what happened during COVID to our business. Mm. So we were a company that was growing quite quickly, um, typical scale up startup phase. And then when COVID hit, you know, we had 20 employees, we had a beautiful office in downtown Victoria. Things were going well. We were starting the year off with like, you know, 
great hope for the future. And when COVID hit, suddenly, you know, like like with everyone, our business was shook. And in because we were a travel business, we were kind of right. We were basically um I, I like to say like we were we were basically almost died, mm-hmm. you know, wow. yeah. March twenty twenty because we had zero revenue coming in. Yes. And it went on for a week after week after week mm-hmm. because suddenly the whole world had stopped traveling and our entire business model was based around this. And up until that point, as a founder, I was so focused on growth. Growth, right. growth, growth. Not profitability, but just yeah. growing this business. Because as a founder, you take in investors' dollars and you're expected to grow the business as you should, right? So there's a lot of pressure on founders to just grow, grow, grow your business. And I think that I was, when I look back at that chapter of my life, it was very exciting, but it was very unbalanced and it was very go, go, go in all aspects of my life. And what happened during COVID is that it was just this forced halting, this forced stopping. Mm-hmm. And that created this space for reflection. It created mm. this space for me. Okay. So, you know, this business may or may not make it. What can I control? Oh, yeah. Wow. And so that is was kind of the beginning of this sort of new chapter of my life, my my chapter two in terms of what do I want my future to look like? And, mm-hmm. you know, I can go into like <laughs> all that unraveled and all the thoughts, but that would probably be the chapter two moment. Ooh, wow. That's a big one. So did you, in that moment of like reflecting is my business going to survive and what can I do to control it? Like, was that a moment of like surrendering the outcome or how was that like Mm -hmm. framed for you? Someone said to me, you know, when these big things happen that shake your foundation, um, for some people, it's going to be like a blowtorch to the face. Yeah. And for other people, it's like a candle. So, mm. you know, and it depends on what's happened in your life. And mm. I think that for me, it was, it wasn't a blowtorch, ironically. It was more of a candle. And I think, mm. I think that's because I, I had survived a really difficult divorce, candidly, years earlier. Mm. And I think that was things that I had gone through. And so, although this was so hard, I had this perspective of, okay, this is really, really hard. This is like a turning point for me to figure out what, what decisions I need to make next. But I've done hard things before and yes. I can get to the other side. So the starting point for me was what can I control and what can't I control? So I started to wow. kind of make the list mm-hmm. of you know, what those different things would be. Because it was so quiet and I was working at home for the first time. This was another interesting thing. When you're working in an office, and especially when you're, you know, I think the founder, there's just a lot coming at you throughout the day. There's right. a lot of conversation. It's sort of go, go, go. There's not a lot of space to just sit and be still and think. And one of the benefits for me from COVID was I sat in my living room window and I looked out the window and I saw the squirrels play around, the birds fly around. I I observed things that I have literally never mm. seen in 15 years living in my house, which sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting still enough yes. to literally know these things out my window. And I kind of had this moment of, I need to bring more stillness into my day-to-day life. Wow. And the yeah. first part of it was like, okay, what can I control and what can I control? And how do I, you know, in terms of like saving this business and mm-hmm. getting us through this period and what are those decisions I need to make? And so 
I kind of spent some time digging into that and figuring that out. But the, the second part was, wow, I really need to build rest and build space into my every single day right. life. Mm. And what could that look like in the future? And so that was like a really big aha for me as well. And that I think for so many years, I was, you know, I'm a single mom of two running a, you know, pretty fast paced business yeah. and also trying to grab onto all these opportunities that were coming my way to make the most of it. So whether it was a speaking gig or mm-hmm. being on a board, um, my hours were just always so packed because mm-hmm. I, I felt scared to say no to right. all these opportunities. Yeah. That they would yeah. And so when I, when all those things were taken away, like they were for all of us during COVID, where it was just, you're at home, right? And right. You're, no one's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized how, how much that filled my cup right. and how much that kind of created the kind of life that I wanted to live moving forward and also boosted my creativity quite a bit. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's really interesting to kind of see the combination of those things. And, and, and so have you been yeah. able to maintain those practices as mm-hmm. you got busy again, as things ramped up? <laughs> oh yeah, I have. I, <laughs> first of all, as I mentioned to you guys at the top of the call, we don't have an office anymore. Yes. We have a remote team. And so that's been great because we've been able to hire talent across the country. So we have yes. people from Korea to Halifax. And so what that means is everyone's working remotely. So we have a remote first culture, but we do have a, a space to connect. And so I've built an office in the bottom half of my house, which was unused before. So great. And so it's really fun because the team that's in Victoria, there's eight of us can connect here each week. Yeah. And then quarterly, the team, you know, the leadership team will come in and, and annually the whole company will come in. Um, and so I love working from home. I love working remotely, but I still want to connect with people once yes. a week. So we have created that 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 opportunity there. And I just walk down the stairs. So that's a real gift. Love that. But I've also gotten a lot more intentional with my time. So in the last year, you know, I'm no longer on any boards. I rarely speak at events. And I've just been really protective in the last year in particular. It was kind of an experiment to see what does it look like? What does it feel like? And mm-hmm. how does it affect what matters to me? If I step back and mm. so I focused on family, focused on friendships and photographer, the three Fs. And so and <laughs> I love that. Apps. Yes. Yeah. Focused on those four Fs. And throughout this year, I, I have to say it's been so transformative because I've been able to build in. Um, so I go to Pilates on Mondays right. and Wednesdays. You know, I pick up my son and drop off my son at school every mm. single day. He's, you know, he's not going to be here much longer. He's in grade 11. So just that's really important for that. You know, there's just all the things that were filling up my day that I realized I actually have agency over. And I think that was something that Mm. we wanted to get to is that I actually have power here. I can make decisions and, and to stop looking at it from a place of fear of like, oh, if I don't say yes, these things won't come or if I don't say yes, business won't thrive at the same pace. But what I've realized is if I am very intentional about my yeses, I am building this reservoir of energy and creativity inside of me mm. that makes me way happier and way <gasps> more successful. Oh, that is it's very so great. inspiring. And I think Alicia and I are always telling this message of 
define success on your own terms. Like mm. we are given a blueprint of this is what success looks like and it only looks yep. like this. And it's like, fuck that. Like <laughs> I, and sometimes success for me just feels like moving through my day with ease and, yeah. you know, being able to just show up for each <laughs> moment, each person in my day and going to <laughs> bed feeling like fulfilled and rested and there was nothing external that happened. There was no award or achievement or big client win that happened. It's just success can be very simple. It can just be, do I feel well? Yes. (laughs) Do I live with ease? Am I connected to the people in my life that really matter to me and that I matter to you? You know, really good. Nicole, I'm really curious. Obviously, you had a lot of personal growth that came out of the challenges of COVID and the challenge with your business. And we, of course, have a really firm belief and have experienced, you know, out of challenges, out of, you know, times where you really struggle, that's where you get creative, you have Mm -hmm. growth, you, you know, test things. Was there anything within Flightographer that you believe came from this challenging time that may have not come to fruition or existed because of COVID and all of the challenges that surrounded it? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, For me, I'd say there'd be two things. Number one, realizing the importance of profitability to your business so Mm -hmm. you can control of steering the ship of where you're going. You're not dependent on investors or loans or anything else, but really that relentless drive towards profitability. So that's something that is really baked into our DNA as a brand as we've rebuilt the company. So we had 20 people, we went down to four people, and then over the last couple of years, scaled back up to 21 people. And I think that's just a real big part of the culture now where we're all really mindful of it's not growth at all costs. It's not right. Wow. Yeah. At all costs. But everybody works, you know, a 40 hour work week and everyone, you know, there's, there's no sense of like sacrificing yourself Mm. as a founder. It's, it's really easy to get into that, that mindset. And so that's probably one, one of the big things. But the second thing is really creating a culture of conscious leadership, which I know you guys are very familiar with and work with the same coach goalie, but what I wanted to do as we rebuilt the team and like hired, um, you know, some, you know, folks that were on the team before and some new folks is to create a common vernacular and a framework that we could all, you know, work from. And yes. so um. I started um, sessions with Goalie and she started training my whole company, starting with the leadership team yeah. on the principles of conscious leadership and how we could, you know, bake those into our values and, bring those to life um, on a day-to-day business. And so that we're all, you know, um, more self-aware. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> Game so changing. Good. Yes. And I love that you said at work and at home. Yes. Because it all matters. It's so all much. intertwined. And it's all intertwined. You bring that same person into work that is at home, right? And, and I think the thing for me that really stood out is I always joke that I'm the CWO at Plytographer, which is the chief worry officer. <laughs> I worry all the time. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I have a lot and I'm always like, this can happen and that can happen. Yeah. And so I think one of the things that's been such a gift from, from Goalie and her teachings is to really be able to locate myself and come at things from, you know, a place that's above the line from curiosity. Yes. Um, because I was living in fear for mm. many years. 
big things in terms of like my chapter two is even, you know, with, with, with the growth and we were, you know, um, doing well as a company before COVID, but I, I really navigated everything from a place of fear when I, when I look back because you're just, you're doing it for the first time. So you feel this imposter syndrome. You're like, what am I doing? I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure this all out as I go. And so being able to flip the switch on that and be able to really come at things from a place of curiosity and be able to help my team also adopt these tools and this framework, I think has made us such a connected team, such a healthy team. And just, we, you know, we're at this place where we want to scale the business, but we want to scale it with ease and flow. Mm, Yeah. I love that. Love I love that. that you said it's a healthy approach. This it, That's exactly the right word to use. It right. feels healthy. It feels like you're taking into account your mental wellness and your mm-hmm. team's wellness as well. I have a question off script yes, here. Let's do it. While we have Nicole, <laughs> because you're uniquely qualified to answer this. I want to know, like, what, what, where, what do you see right now as a opportunity or advantage for women in tech? Mm. Oh, I think that, you know, from my perspective, being able to really lean into being an empathetic leader, your communication style, um, I think is a big part of that where uh, a lot of the women I know, they're really good at trusting their intuition and being able to connect with people in that way. I think it makes it, you know, it makes us, I don't know, just be able to get the most out of our people because they feel safe and they feel trusted because right. we're connecting with yeah that's really good and that's not things you hear in tech often exactly <laughs> it's like the empty oh. and i think for so long women have had to feel like they have to put on a mask or be someone they're not to really? have a voice and have a seat at the table yes you know specifically in, in, in tech yeah. so you know it's so that's helpful great to hear from someone who is in your position that those are attributes that you feel have actually elevated yes. you. Yes, we have to pull that out as a quote from this episode, yes. Crystal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I Nicole, think that's one of the most fundamental yeah. things you can give people, though, is like that they feel safe and they yes. feel like you have their back, and then you're going to get the best performance out of everybody. Yes, because they're able to rise to their potential. It's huge. There's a huge conversation around psychological safety at work right now. Yeah. And it's yeah, a huge conversation because yeah. it, it doesn't exist in a lot of environments. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Nicole, I want to talk more about Flightographer and this business that you have built. Yes. Talk to us about the future of Flightographer. What's next? Where do you see yourself going? Well, um, a couple things. Um, so something I'm really excited about is So I've been running Flightographer for 10 years now, and I've always had this like dream one day of having a a chief operating officer, Mm. someone to like help me scale the business. And so as we, you know, kind of go, we're we're crossing this threshold of of growth and sales. I just hired my first chief operating (gasps) officer. Incredible. Congratulations. Starts on January 15th. Who is it? (laughs) Paulina Cameron. Yes, incredible. of course. From the oh forum. my gosh. Incredible. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. That is, that is incredible. I'm so excited I, for both of you. Yes. <laughs> it hasn't been announced um, to yes. the universe yet, but by the time this podcast yes. comes yes. out, yeah, yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> but she has, it is, it is public knowledge that she has um, left the, left the forum. Yes. So that's wow. all out there. Um, but yeah. we are going to yeah share the news um, soon about her joining Flightographer. And I'm really excited to build with her at this certain yeah. stage of growth. You know, we look to not only continue down, you know, helping people capture the magic of travel or like in their hometown mm. through our photographers, but also expand into different verticals like events. So if you're trying to Right. Of course. Um, yeah. Are cities uh, where, you know, we're going to be launching something next year that makes it really easy for businesses to do that as well. Amazing. So, we're calm as we expand, but um, those are, those are just a couple of things that, that Incredible. are really exciting. Okay. Are you ready to move we're into do our speed round? Speed round. Nicole, you haven't seen these questions. Okay. So just I mean, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're just going to do a quick Three questions to finish up here. First one is, we would love to know what is your favorite travel destination for a recharge? Oh, Hawaii. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like the moment I get off the plane and I smell oh. the air, I just, you know, um, calm down a little bit. It's just so beautiful. And um, yeah, Hawaii all day long. Do you have an island or you'll take any island? <laughs> I will take any island. And <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Maui the most, yeah. but, you know, I dream one day of retiring there. Mm. You know how an island just like speaks to your soul or yes. place to yes. that's for me? Oh, love that. So beautiful. Okay. What is your favorite travel destination for an adventure? Ooh, um, I mean, I always love going to New York. Uh-huh. I think I'm nice. In, yeah. Uh, New York City. But the other place that uh, I've been to once, but really want to go back again, is Japan. Oh, uh, I went wow. To yeah. Tokyo, Kyoto with my son and um, before COVID. Yes. And I feel like I just scratched the surface and yes. just everything about the people, the food, the wow. culture. Cool. Yeah. Incredible. Okay. Last one. We are at the time of recording this late November in 2023. So we would love to know, you know, what's top of mind for you personally for 2024? What's a goal or an intention that you're setting for yourself? I think for me, uh, on a personal level, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I think I, on a personal level, for me, I just want to actually continue the momentum I started this year around working on my health. Mm, um, yes, you know, continuing to build on you know a great company while I have this personal life that feels balanced where I don't get to Friday and go, oh, thank God it's Friday. I right. built in yeah. Yeah. moments <laughs> like every single day that recharge me. So I've kind mm-hmm. of built in, I, I want to continue to do more. So good and such a great message to hear. I'm really taking that mm-hmm. in. <laughs> thank you, Nicole, so much. Yeah. We are honestly so honored and grateful to have you hear your story, yes. learn about your personal growth. Um, it was just so wonderful to connect with you. Yes, thank you for sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Session 11. You can find us on social media at 1111talent or at Chapter 2 Meditation. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. Our intention is to provide you with value. So if you got that today, please leave us a review and a rating. It really helps other people discover our potty. 
Okay, sorry about that. She's Australian. She means podcast. <laughs>